This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The People's Nighttime Parliament. Power Perspective with Denzel Taylor. 8 p.m. to midnight. Like I said, my guest is Sandile Swane, and we're going to be talking about the ICC, and we're going to be talking to, uh, about South Africa and the kind of decisions we are making. Let me just first bring him into the conversation. Sandile, how are you, bro? Uh, Denzel and your listeners, I'm in good shape. Thank you so much. Good, good. Sandile, I'm going to play you some, 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 some. I've, I've brought you some, some content, Chief. So, okay. so, so hold on a little bit while we, while we navigate through the continent through the continent and the content. So let's start with 2013-2014, Jacob Zuma. This court, the international court, is to look at justice. Why was the United States not taken into task when they said, when they made an allegation, there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and therefore attacked the country, arrested the president, tried him, convicted him, sentenced him to death, and hanged him. And later they say, in fact, there is no weapons of mass destruction. So the final word that... Israel. Israel has been (laughs) continuing (laughs) killing Palestinians. Nothing is said about Israel. Only Africans they are interested in. This is what has made Africa feel we need to re-look at our participation because it looks like it is just meant for us. And that was Jacob Zuma all those years ago. And of course, uh, uh, al-Bashir was at that particular point wanting or in our country. And then we made a mockery of our court processes. We made a mockery of us signing, you know, these, these protocols that we then engage with internationally. While, of course, a court was preparing and suggesting that al-Bashir should be arrested. The government of the day was busy putting him in motorcades through Johannesburg and Pretoria so that he could get to his vehicles and his plane and head off home. This as they were participating in a process in court uh, and, and at the same time participating in another process to get him out of the country. So, you know, um, that was Jacob Zuma at that particular point. Then, of course, he called for, you know, South Africa to withdraw from all of that. Cyril Ramaphosa comes onto the, the, the stage, and then, of course, Parliament decides otherwise and everything. But guess what? Vladimir Putin being invited to the country, and we are suddenly in the same predicament that Jacob Zuma was in, this time around with Vladimir Putin. And this time around, we also need an excuse. We need something to hang on to as to why we shouldn't be arresting him. And Cyril Ramaphosa went for, you know, a grouping I didn't think he would go for, Amnesty International. He leaned on Amnesty International to to find his excuse for what he then said at that particular time to international media while he is hosting the Finland president. So it's not an ordinary press conference. He's not just doing a walkabout in a factory. This is him on the international stage telling us as a country and telling the world that we are withdrawing from the ICC. Yes, the governing party, the African National Congress, has taken that decision that uh, it is 
prudent that uh, the South Africa should pull out of the uh, ICC, largely because of the manner in which the ICC has been seen to be dealing with uh, uh, these types of problems. And there's also been commentary, I believe, from Amnesty International, where there's been a reflection uh, on uh, what many people believe is an unfair treatment. Uh, and our view is that uh, we would like this matter of uh, unfair treatment to be properly discussed. But in the meantime, uh, the governing party has decided once again that there should be a pullout. Uh, so that, that will be a matter that will be taken forward. The president talks about the ANC, talks about the governing party, meaning, of course, the governing party, which takes resolutions at conferences. And that last conference would have been at NASRIC here in Gauteng. So and that's also the conference that would have elected President Cyril Ramaphosa to the presidency of the ANC, meaning he is then also president of the country. But yes, um, let's get back to the president and suggesting that his party, the ANC, has also complied uh, and, and you know, suggested a withdrawal. The party has decided, and so we are withdrawing. He's speaking as the head of state, remember, and he is speaking at an international forum. Uh, he's the, the person who is two meters away from him is the president of Finland. The international media are clicking, and yes... Let's then go to the party that he talks about, the ruling party that he talks about. Fikile Mbalula is the secretary general of that party. There is a resolution to withdraw. We just have to implement that. You must understand that the, the domestication of the Roman statutes in South Africa means that it is the law of the republic. The ICC law is the law of the Republic of South Africa. We have signed to that. So SWAPO is not part of the ICC. We are part. So the conference said this ICC does not serve the interest of all. It serves a few. America has not signed. All the big powers have not signed. And these are the people who are messing up the world. They cannot be arrested, but they influence others to be arrested. Putin is coming to South Africa. He must be arrested by us because we are ICC. But equally, the same ICC does say no head of state can be arrested in another country. So there is immunity in relation to that. But the domestication of these laws, Roman statutes in our country, have even undermined that immunity with President al-Bashir. Because somebody went to court and then they said, here yeah, in South Africa, arrest al-Bashir. Unfortunately, when they took that decision, al-Bashir was gone. 18 minutes past 11 o'clock, al-Bashir was gone. Yes, of course, they had made sure that al-Bashir was gone. Let's take a small, small break. And I'd just love Sandy Leswana to get his teeth into some of the, the content that he has just heard.
We're all over the big stories. Having regard to the nature of the alleged criminal and unlawful activities, uh, the sources that I've relied on to inform law enforcement and intelligence agencies have uh, legitimate reasons to fear for their safety. Um, I'm therefore not uh, able to divulge their identities because doing so will undoubtedly compromise their identities and their safety. To the extent that these are known to the Directorate for Priority Crimes Investigations, otherwise known as the Hawks, I respectfully direct the committee to uh, direct inquiries to the officers investigating these cases. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. You're listening to Power Perspective with Denzel Taylor. 8 p.m. to midnight. Sandile Swane is my guest. Sandile, I'm going to read The Guardian to you. The Guardian says South Africa's president and ANC sow confusion over leaving ICC. And this is from London. South Africa's president, Cyril Ramaphosa, sowed confusion about the country's relationship with the International Criminal Court, the ICC, on Tuesday by announcing its withdrawal only for his office to retract the statement within a few hours. His office issued the statement saying the presidency wishes to clarify that South Africa remains a signatory to the ICC. The statement said the clarification follows an error in a comment made during a media briefing held by the governing African National Congress. Yesterday on this particular show, I was still talking about South Africa withdrawing. By the time I got home, Sandile, um, there'd been a, there'd been an, a statement issued, and people were tweeting and talking about something very very different. In fact, that we were still part of, and you know, we had signed up, and we were legally still bound, and everything else. What do you make, Sandile, of the the just the various statements in and around the the the, the different players here? Uh, uh, thanks a lot, Denzel. Sure. Um, I am one of those who commented yesterday mm. about the withdrawal, by the way, not knowing <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> we all did. We all did. <laughs> mm. uh, nevertheless, I, I think that uh, I'll start somewhere else. Mm. One of the issues that uh, I have raised, and I'm going to raise it again today, mm. is is the issue of whether the ruling party, the ruling elites in general, and the ruling party in particular mm. in South Africa have a due dedicated resources and time to apply their minds, regardless whether they are in the DA, ANC, or wherever, just mm. as the ruling class, mm. to say, what is our statecraft? Uh, in other words, how do we how are we supposed to manage all these powers and our place in the world because mm. we're only one nation you could be in this party or that party or that party but south africa is only one nation yeah so uh so you need to and and, and if you go to, to 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 the united states uh everybody's united on on, on statecraft and the things that they end up doing you may find somebody called complaining that we killed saddam hussein he did this and this they were all in it together. Mm. So, so statecraft and the skills and resources that need to be devoted to that mm. um, is, a, is an area that is, is relatively vacant. Mm. Number two, in these clips that we are playing, um, 
uh, I think Ramaphosa is doing something totally impossible. Mm. Um, To stand on a platform and at best, let's say we we want to say there was something intelligent that he was doing, Mm. articulate party rhetoric of the moment, temporary party rhetoric. Mm. Because when you read the statement from the, 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 um, the, the presidency, mm. uh, the statement from the presidency by the spokesperson of the presidency, it says South Africa remains a signatory to the ICC in line with the resolution of the 55th National Conference of the ANC mm. held in December 2022 to rescind an earlier decision to withdraw from the ICC. Mm. So they are misquoting their own resolutions, first mm. of all. And their resolution was that we are now fully committing to the ICC. Even if they want to arrest our bodies or whatever, we are going to remain in there. So we can't suspend our membership for Putin to come here, mm. suspend our membership, allow Putin to come and go, and then reinstate our membership. Mm. That's not what that resolution said. It said we're fully committed. Mm. So if Putin comes here, we're going to ignore and violate the statute yeah. and face the consequences. That, that is where we are. Yeah. And that is what needed to be clarified or say nothing. Yeah. So, so w- w- where, where and why do you think Ramaphosa, who is president of the ANC, and I need to make that particular point, because he's not just an ordinary member. And, and it's, a, it's a topical issue within the ANC and it's a topical issue within government then. Where do you think he, he gets it wrong at any point in the communication that's flowing? I mean, he should know what the resolutions are from that 55th. He should know where government is on any given day around an invitation to Putin. Where, where and how do you think he gets it clouded um, in, in, in the two messages being so different? Uh, uh, okay, L- let me clarify something. Yeah, you can't go and stand next to the president of Finland mm. on a state platform, mm. being the state president of the country, international stage, uh, on the international stage, mm. and speak about the ANC. You are actually at that moment in time only the president of the state, mm. not president of the ANC. So. If you listen to his statement, mm. he is speaking about what the ANC says. He's not saying mm. me as the president and my cabinet and my government have decided to issue this withdrawal. Mm. This is he's still in Lutuli House or wherever they keep themselves, mm. uh, speaking as the ANC, in essence, speaking as an activist. Yeah. Uh, instead of speaking as the state president. Mm. So that's the first thing, the conflation or the mixing up and confusing of mm. roles. Mm. Uh, and now it is not the spokesperson of the ANC who comes to correct this. Mm. It is the state, the the spokesperson, the spokesperson. of the state of the president mm. in Pro- the state, probably through an in. probably through an advisor or somebody who would have instructed him and 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 worded that particular statement. I mean, the problem is that they are answering about the ANC. Mm. This statement is written on stationery in front of me now. It's on the government communications website. Mm. It's on government stationery, and it is discussing ANC issues, mm. right? Uh, and that is already a confusion of issues, 
relative to us mm. that guys you cannot use date time and resources mm. to be thinking aloud as the ANC because at best if we wanted to forgive them and give them some credit mm. let's say they were thinking aloud but they shouldn't think aloud mm. on state platforms mm. uh, you can't there just say something that you hear the Congress talking whether it was right or right you know I hear Congress so and so and then you are standing there next to a president of a foreign country Mm. And you allow your mind to just be loose and say anything about those things. Mm. Those things have got nothing to do with that platform. Mm. So uh, clearly, though, the signals uh, to the public, including the international community, is that the ANC as an entity and as an entity that claims to be a liberation movement Mm. that was aligned to the Soviet Union, they are with Putin. The ANC is with Putin. Mm. The government of South Africa has got a difficult task of maybe doing something like the government of whatever, Dubai or wherever they are, United Emirates, to allow the Guptas to disappear from there when they had got them. Mm. Uh, Obviously, they are planning to somehow, if they allow Putin to come here, to allow him to come and go as their friend and answer whatever, in whatever manner, uh, which is impunity in Mm. actual fact. Is that the question... Mm. The so, question that arises is yeah. whether the ANC has ever assisted in any, I mean, the ANC government, sorry, has ever assisted in any of these matters. Mm. Sandile, when you listen to Fikile Mbalula and, and his understanding then, he, he speaks to a very, and, and what you're talking about now is, you know, there, there needs to be some sort of reasoning why Putin is not going to be arrested in this country, just like al-Bashir. Is it then not hinted at in what Fikile Mbalula is saying is that, you know, no head of state, and this is also what the ICC says, no head of state can be arrested in a different country because they have immunity. And then he says, you know, uh, al-Bashir had that particular immunity, but then our courts began to make certain judgments and and people were running to court and then, you know, al-Bashir was out the country. Is that immunity aspect, you know, not already spoken to and the one that then would be used as one of the reasons why he he cannot and will not be arrested? Um. If, if the immunity was in place in the manner that they are saying, mm. there would be absolutely no discussion because everybody in the international community would then know that no uh, head of yeah. state would be arrested. Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So this conversation is, is a conversation that says in the middle of all the confusion that was happening, Putin mm. came and went. Whilst there was still confused. Mm. Uh, you know, something like that. Uh, because you must not underestimate the capacity of the comrades mm. to actually, uh, with impunity, break the law. Mm. The joining and signing of many of these conventions, and Tawambegi was trying to raise this issue when he wrote that letter that included Palapala and so on and so forth. That, guys, we go along and sign all sorts of international conventions and protocols against corruption, against this and against that. But when it is time to actually implement, especially implement against people that are close to us, mm. uh, we, we, we are just unable to do it. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. So 
the this signing of the the, the Rome uh, signing up for the Rome Statute is entirely voluntary. And, yeah. and let me add this point mm. that this thing of the, the this signing and joining the International Criminal Court of Justice is not the gold standard of good government. And I say this because South mm. Africans admire Americans. Uh, and we see them as a gold standard. And mm. they are not a signatory to this. They don't participate in it. They don't think it's something that is suitable to themselves. Mm. Uh, and they, they've said it point blank that nobody's ever going to arrest and touch any American soldier or American operative or president or state person anywhere on earth for any atrocities committed mm. by the Americans. Mm. Americans cannot be accused of atrocities anywhere on earth. Mm. So... So, so why do you then from the start go and join such things and then you have this hot potato of, of having to be in and out of it at random? Mm. Let, me, let, me, let me just lean on that particular point, in and out of it at random. Let's go back to 20, is it 2013, 2014, Jacob Zuma. And and yeah. we have the Al Bashir moment, and you know people do run to court, and he is here, and people are wondering whether he'll be arrested or not, and that whole issue of immunity is again at play. But what begins to happen is people run to court and say, we have somebody who would have you know uh, 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 um, been part of war war crimes, and he is in the country. There is a particular you know arrest warrant for him. We need to arrest him. A court then also then suggests that that's the way to go. The ANC is in that particular court, but they 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 get him out of the country, and then you know, um, and and there's this there's this whole thing about you know, uh, sorry, we couldn't have arrested him. He's already elected, and and the South African public is meant to go with that particular line, but there's a decision at that particular point to withdraw. And it and 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 various things begin to happen within the ANC and Parliament is scheduled also to do certain things as well. Why at at a given moment do you think when Cyril Ramaphosa is in power now, replacing Jacob Zuma, do we move to a place whereby we then ignore that particular resolution, we ignore that particular conversation, and we suggest that that incident might not happen to us again, and then we change our minds. What happened that we changed our minds? Just remind us again as to the 2013 mm-hmm. moment, the process mm-hmm. through Parliament, and why actually we decided not to follow through with it, because we had the time frame to follow through with it. It's, uh, it, it goes back to the question of, of the, the, the lack of focus mm. on statecraft. You see, um, some of the problems that we are facing, for instance, for instance, let's just take the problem of lacking of, of, of uh, energy security in South Africa. Mm. Uh, when you are a master of statecraft, when you, you teach your children statecraft, when they take power, there are certain things that they say to mm. Your nation, they know that their nation cannot lack food security, so they secure food supplies mm. because they understand that there is no nation that can even survive without food. Mm. Let alone be a power, a superpower on earth. You, you are, we are just nothing without food. Energy. 
water, things like that. Those basics must be in place, securing your boundaries. So that's how you teach your children statecraft. So when you now have this type of government that is open-ended, um, now they wanted to escape the, uh, uh, the, the Bashir issue, mm. and the requirement there was that, okay, guys, if you, you, you say you're no longer party to this, mm. this thing must still go through parliament, you mm. must go to parliament and withdraw in parliament, Parliament must make the decision. And they yes. have the majority in Parliament in any case. Absolutely. So they put in the proposal there. But they, they, they want to depart because this is a good mask for them. These guys are like a, a wolf in sheep's skin. They want to be part of the so-called gold standards of good governance of the West. To be seen to be part of that and to affiliate. Like now we've just been grey-listed, for instance. Mm. If, if you know that you don't comply to this thing, stay out of them. Mm. You know, it's their voluntary. Now they want to be known to be to go to the World Economic Forum and go there and go there and present things that they know they cannot sustain. So they go to Parliament and they propose this withdrawal. They do all the paperwork, but it's just an idle threat because they don't want to now be seen in a different light in the IMF, the World Bank, and all these places that mm. they like to go to. Mm. Um, so they keep... We, we, there uh, you, you also you saw also suggesting, Sandile, that economically we're in such a place where, where we cannot be seen to be that particular country because, you know, it'll just add to our burdens in, 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 in relation to the countries that we need to ask for money and these organizations that we need to ask for money. It would just put us in a in a different bracket. We're already in a bad state, and this a decision like this would just make us look like pariahs of some sort. Yes, that is what they fear. And, and they've put themselves in that position, by the way. Because what actually happened, uh, and there will be critics of this position, but it was done successfully. Mm. The likes of Trevor Manuel for all their friends, Tabombeki and Bowen, and all the first group of guys, and that were Mandela's young men, mm. They actually made sure that we have enough, our balance sheet is strong enough, we are relatively independent of the, um, of the IMF and we have our own money. You mm. know, they, they succeeded in, in doing all of those things. Um, right now, because we're messing up every resource that we have, we are becoming increasingly a basket case that must be begging everyone for favor. Mm. And, 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 and I don't know how to put this, but we don't even know how to play that game of being a darling of the West. Mm. We are not, uh, because, you know, when we're not violating uh, outrightly the international protocols and conventions, certainly our own laws, we make every effort possible to immunize members of the ruling party and their business associates mm. from clear consequences that they are there. You look at what they are doing with the Zondo Commission and how they are bungling cases of the Zondo Commission and all sorts of things. You look at the Tabo Besta issue, all sorts of things that actually this law, I mean, law, mm. rule of law is not our thing. Mm. <laughs> Santile, is it even a conversation that government should have, you know, brought up or brought to the fore, considering when, when, when I look at the, the implications and the timeframes of something like this with the ICC, and, and, and I'll read it, it says, even if South Africa took the decision to leave the ICC, it would still be bound 
by its membership obligations, including executing arrest warrants for 12 months following its notification of a withdrawal. So even if we did, you know, create the, the, the euphoria and the, uh, create the noise around withdrawing and everything else, and, and then suddenly the spotlight is on us, it, it, it really had, would have had no impact because, you know, this, this event that we're talking about, BRICS, is in August. So, in essence, maybe the conversation should have been, you know, about how we get around the, the aspect of not arresting him and find other solutions to that rather than make the withdrawal the big issue. Because even with the, with the, the withdrawal announcement, you are still bound for at least 12 months contractually to all the obligations that you still have to do. So to go to the, to the, to the withdrawal position immediately almost seems to me as though there was, there was panic in the system and, and, and people didn't know how to engage the system. And then, the, you know, the issue of withdrawal is brought up and, and that would give you, you know, the, the sort of avenue out. But even with that avenue out that you would have raised by going to, you know, the last option of withdrawal, you still would have been obliged anyway. So why go, why go there when, when, you know, it's just worsened the scenario for you? I, I, I don't think they've even gone there in any serious way. Mm. I, I think um, right now um, they are trying to create fake confusion so that when they defy the, the statute of Rome and mm. the International Criminal Court mm. with impunity, uh, they could hook a story that is really going to be stupid in any case, that there was some confusion or uncertainty at a certain point and we're still working through this confusion and then this thing happened and then it came and went. You know, you you have just no logical way mm. of justifying this. But Sunday, you uh, know, and even there where they put it, there mm. they put it there themselves that it would have been a last resort. And mm. so, even if it was a last resort, the, obli- correctly point the out, obligations would it, still stand. The the, the the obligations still stand. So quietly, if they've taken legal advice on them, and they are very bad at taking legal advice. Mm of how do you tackle this? Because you need legal advice on the one hand, and on the other hand, you need uh, international relations advice mm. to say, how do you navigate this thing? Perhaps with less noise, even. Mm. Uh, perhaps with less noise, you know, you could break the law, but don't announce to everybody that you're going to break the mm. law, uh, and so on and so forth. And, so, and, I, so, and, and that's the point I wanted to make, Sandile, is, you know, sometimes when you speak to a local audience, with issues that are local, you know, I could I could understand that. Like you, the point I think that you make is, you know, you you're looking for you're looking to muddy the waters. You're looking for something that that would muddy the waters, and so you create you create this this particular you know scenario whereby you know you you, you create confusion. The only problem here is you chose something that's actually of an international nature. And and the international uh, aspect came out. I mean, when I looked at this particular story, you know, it was CNN, BBC, The Guardian, uh, The Times of India, um, Reuters, 
Deutsche Welle. Everybody had it that South Africa was withdrawing from the ICC. So muddy the waters internally with an aspect of ESCOM and whatever it is, and South Africans either buy into it or don't buy into it, but you're going to follow through with it anyway, is one thing. But begin to mess around with issues of international relations and on such an international platform is another thing. Are you saying to me that there is that there is a there's no differentiation now when you're trying to muddy the waters between what the international view of you is and what the local view of you is? Um, I I think that you know uh, bad as it is what the the ANC has done and the president mm. uh, in, in of the state has done. Uh, you see, let's say, for instance, you you agree to arrest Putin. Mm. You, you openly agree to do that. Or you, do, you, you hide it and you arrest him when he comes here. Mm. I do not think that there's anybody who can arrest Putin without triggering immense consequences for a lot of people. Yeah. We'd be uh, having World War Three. Exactly. Mm. So... So, and this is coming at a time when um, the, the, the hegemony over the world, the U.S. hegemony over the U.S. USA NATO hegemony over the world is being contested mm. vigorously by China and Russia and the BRICS uh, bloc. And they seem to be making quite a lot of headway on that. So South Africa now is at the center of this phenomenon that is happening. Mm. And the last thing you want to do, uh, and, 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 it can, and, and this event, uh, whichever way it goes, uh, it is going to contribute to that regardless. And, and it's a nasty dealing between the BRICS bloc and the USA NATO bloc. Right now, the tension is high. Mm. And we're at the center of it. So if you're talking pure politics uh, of the old politics of East versus West or something, mm. whatever you want to call it, mm. a, a, a dual polar world. We are there, and now South Africa is at the center of it. Do we have the skills now mm. to navigate this thing? Because right now what we're going to do, although it's, it's a pity that the USA has never subjected itself to this and some of its, its made to conduct all these wars, mm. they've never subjected themselves to this. But right now, they've put South Africa in a place where they've got to be the biggest sellout uh, of the people of the East and, mm. and, and the bridge block as a whole. And mm. do we have the skills to educate our nation to say, guys, we're being played here. Mm. Uh, we will just call the normal bridge meeting and we're being dragged into the USA-Russian war, mm. uh, which is happening in Ukraine because, I mean, we've got to speak the truth here. This is a NATO-USA versus a Russia proxy war, and Ukraine is just a proxy in the war. Mm. So, uh, so we're being pulled into that, uh, and how do we play? Do we, now, the biggest question to me that I see is do we have the skills, do we have the intelligence to play this thing in a sensible way? Mm. Because right now, we're just profiling ourselves as rogues. Mm. Absolute rogues. We have no argument right now. Mm. 
even even as you speak of the arrest, you know, and 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 for for me, Sandile, there is no probability of an arrest. Speaking of the 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 whole consequence of World War Three, and you and you 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 agreed and said, you know, there are consequences with this. And in fact, you you put it and said there is no there is no uh, you know. Um, situation here where you could any country could arrest Putin without you know there being significant significant developments but even as you speak of an arrest and maybe an arrest and if we arrest him we've ultimately put an invite to him and and for me that's it you don't invite somebody with the intention then of then also arresting them I mean you you, you just don't do that so in in my particular view the, the arrest does not even begin to become something of an option, even though the president says we haven't decided yet, we might still decide, the conversations are still happening as to what we do. I think from my perspective and having looked at the things in front of me is that we cannot arrest him, we can't arrest him, we will not arrest him because in the first place, the very first instance is, is we inviting him to our country as a guest. And I start there. Yes. So, so basically, uh, our standing on, on the international stage would collapse anyway. You can't invite people to arrest them uh, for their enemies, in other words, mm. uh, if we're to use it in, in that sense. Because politically, that is how it is going to come out on the global stage. Mm. Certainly to, to the non-aligned movement and all those who are not, who are not pro-NATO and anything like that. Mm. So, so we will discredit ourselves very badly. Uh, so I think then, on that basis, we need to be able to say, comrades, because I think that is the platform that they are using, is mm. the comrades of the ANC, um, are not going to arrest any Putin. Uh, instead, they are probably having meetings with Russian security right now to preempt any stupid move that anybody might want to make. Mm. Um, uh, I think that is where we are. And, and this other thing is just to create as much confusion and divert our attention into all sorts of cul-de-sacs. I mean, we are now in a cul-de-sac. This thing is a clear cul-de-sac. You don't even get off the starting block. Mm. This argument. Uh, first of all, your argument is extraordinarily powerful. Mm. Putin was invited here. And you cannot invite someone here to, uh, to, to, hand him, to catch him and hand him over <laughs> to his enemy. It's, yeah. it's just, that's not going to happen. That, that mm. is a non-starter. Mm. Two, uh, the, the comrades have never been serious in any particular direction about the Statute of Rome. Mm. Right? And on that issue as well, I mean, we did another documentary on the, on the crimes against humanity, if you want to call it that, uh, that were committed in South Africa, which were confessed or recorded in some way in the Truth Commission, where 300 names of people who committed so many crimes were never prosecuted. Mm. And they were eligible for prosecution. Uh, so we, it's just not a place where we play. South Africans don't play in that space mm. of chasing people down and catching them and handing them over for atrocities. Mm. We don't do that. Mm. Sandila, I'm, I have to, you know, I can't let you go without asking you questions <laughs> about the G7. And 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 you know whichever way you know the you know the the spin was put on that one suggesting that in 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 any way we are included when we when when there is an invite to the 
African Union. Uh, of course, you know, those are two separate invites. The African Union gets invited, the European Union gets invited, and then various countries get invited as per individual countries. So we haven't made it as a cut, you know, as an individual country to be invited this time around. And, and you know, our argument is, well, you know, well, it's, 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 it's not a snub, it's not anything, because the African unit, Union is invited and, and the president of the African Union is heading that way. But for me, there, there, there is somewhat, even with this particular scenario around uh, the ICC and how we are perceived in the world and our, our, our nature to sign particular things and that want to implement certain things, and suddenly we're not being invited to you know, the table where negotiations and or networking and or conversations happen anymore. It, it, there just seems to be a pattern in everything around where we are in the national, in the international space these days, where people don't view us as that particular country anymore that we that we were once that we once were. Yes, uh, that's that's how I I saw it. Uh, I, I didn't think it's a neutral thing, mm. and Congress did try to present it as a neutral thing. I don't think it's neutral. Mm. And, and, and by the way, I think it was an interesting uh, development how we got so prominent in the first place. Mm. Because the guy who was leading at the time, Tabombezi, had a very strong pan-Africanist and pro-Africanist perspective. Mm. He was not pretending to be a, necessarily a big darling of the West or, or, and so on. Mm. So he had a stand and he had to be respected, Nepal and other things, he had to be respected and he had to get South Africa respected without compromising our stand and our principles and our identity. Now, after the Pulukwane conference, until today, mm. we've been watering down, we compromise ourselves, we go to the World Economic Forum, we tell lies there. There were lies that were told before. Mm. And they were lies again told uh, in this last session by our own Minister of Finance. We go to this forum, we just show that we don't have the etiquette mm. and capacities to be in that. Yet, when we go into the BRIC side, I mean, the BRIC side, if I remember the last figures in terms of GDP and so on and so forth, is starting to be greater than the G7 and so on and so forth. Uh, we're part of that. And now, with this thing that we're doing with Putin, we are also margin, uh, I mean, creating a stance that says, guys, your smooth operation <laughs> there, the G7, we don't want to be part of, we want to be part of this side. So we we, we provoking them and insulting them in mm. some ways. So, so to me, it's not neutral. And South Africa has got to make a, a, a decision to say, guys, we are, even if we're not fighting with G7 and NATO and all those guys mm. like that, uh, but certainly we are not supporting their programs. We are with BRICS, and, and that's what we're doing, and we will trade and look after our economic interests as we see it. But mm. our standing on the continent and our standing in the world has diminished significantly from the time of Tabombezi. Mm. And it has worsened, I suppose, during this time of, uh, of, of Sir Ramaphosa. Mm. Sandile Swane, I'm going to say thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective tonight, sir. It's always a pleasure to host you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tendo. That's Sandile Swane, political analyst. We're talking about the ICC.
We're talking about the confusion that reigned around whether we're withdrawing or not withdrawing. Let me just read you the Guardian, uh, as the Guardian was putting it out in their newspaper uh, today. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa sowed confusion about the country's relationship with the International Crime Court, the ICC, on Tuesday by announcing its withdrawal, only for his office to retract the statement within a few hours. That's how the world saw us around that particular point. They also said his office issued a statement saying the presidency wishes to clarify that South Africa remains a signatory to the ICC. The statement said the clarification followed an error in a comment made during a media briefing held by the governing African National Conference. How did we get here? These are, you know, 101 things, 101 things. The other point I just need to make is is that the person who is or was making that particular statement was not an MP, was not an ordinary member of the ANC, was not a councillor, was not somebody who is a voter of the particular party, The person who made that particular statement was the president of the ANC who would have understood the resolutions of the 55th conference and is also the president of the country who would understand where we need to be as a country uh, uh, in relation to BRICS, in relation to all the other um, countries in the world, and also then in relation to our uh, um, uh, dealings with the ICC. That is that individual who made that remark that the presidency actually had to correct. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.